What's up, everybody? It's Honorado and Company. It's Chris Honorado. It's Ashley Miller, News Channel 13's Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, My4, News Channel 13. We are all over the place. If you want to find us, it's not difficult to do. We hope you check us out each and every single week. We've got a lot to get to on the show this week. Of course, we're into week 10 of the NFL. We've got monster college football matchups with playoff implications. We've got MLB free agents to talk about now that we've had the general managers meetings in Las Vegas. Yep. And we have Ash, our guest of the week. Yeah, Matt Quatrero, whose name we learned how to say correctly. <laughs> the new Royals manager, Bethlehem High grad, just announced as the new Royals guy last week. He's with us on the show. Let's get it going. is Honorado and Company, brought to you by Alpenhouse. The great people up at Alpenhouse, Andy Heck and Katie Osborne, love having them as part of the show each and every single week. And a big thanks to all of our local business partners here on the show that keep this thing rolling along the way it is. We've got people already saying hello. Good morning, Ash and Chris. Good morning, Sam. Um, I, you know, I know you see the comments as well. This one's intriguing because it's spam, but it is kind of funny. Right? Can I put Somebody this on screen? Didn't some, sure, go ahead. <laughs> like, it, it's, a, it's a total spam thing, obviously. Yeah. It, but... But well, remember, somebody somebody had asked about it, which is kind I, of fun. I said that last week. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, that that's enough fun. Let's let's jump into the to what we need to do here on the show because we've got a lot to do. The pick six vodka NFL pick'em still to come as well. And so I asked the question at the top of the show here: Which of these three teams, all of them over five hundred in the AFC mm -hmm. East, is the bigger threat to the Buffalo Bills this year? The Jets, who just beat Buffalo. The Dolphins, who have already beaten Buffalo, or the Patriots, who are five and four. I'm gonna say the Dolphins, with reservations, because I'm really not sure. I, uh, I think the Bills will be fine, um, and I'm just right. Well, as, we're not saying that no, any of these teams I, yeah, are going yeah. to take over the Bills no, in the it. division, but um, yeah, I just think. I'm still not sold on the Jets, as crazy as that sounds. Their defense is fantastic, and I believe in that. I'm not sold on the offense. Um, the Dolphins are on a three-game winning streak. I think they have more pieces. I think it's the Dolphins. But that whole division, I mean, the Patriots are at the bottom of the division. They're five and four. Yeah, I think it's the Dolphins, too. I've been high on the Dolphins really all season long. I have to go back to see if I picked them to make the playoffs. I may have. I think you um, did. And two is obviously playing incredibly well and he's back and he's healthy and they've made additions at the trade deadline that will be big factors. Okay. Here's another thing too. Sneaky little decision still for Odell Beckham Jr. to make. Sure. What what team is he going to join? He can join any team he wants. He's a free agent. And if he proves to teams at some point this month that he's healthy, 
uh, he's going to be a factor coming off that ACL injury. And and we won't kick it around here because it'll take too long. But the Dolphins have to be a team he's thinking about, despite the fact that Hill and Waddle and Gesicki are already big names in, in that passing game. So he might think, am I going to get enough attention? But he might just be thinking, I want ring number two. And that's not such a bad place to do at South Beach. Yeah, it also sounds like the Cowboys are a, a real contender in in yeah. that debate. And I'm, I don't know. I think I'm going with the Cowboys if I have the choice, but I'm not sure. I, I don't, you know, they're both contenders. And I don't know that neither one will win their division, but they'll both get into the playoffs, I think. Yeah. So you've got a shot no matter who you go with. Carol's watching, Nick's watching, and Nick this, adds after no. the who day that you're wearing Bengals orange. It's mm. never Bengals orange, Nick. Okay. Not right, when so I'm wearing it. You just said you think the Dolphins and the Cowboys both make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. That would mean the Bills and the Eagles as well. Mm -hmm. So two from the AFC East, two from the NFC East. Will each division give us three playoff teams this year? The way it, if the playoffs, I love the, I love when we do. Hey, if yeah. the playoffs started today, yeah. if the playoffs started today, Every, they'd all be in. They would have three from each. It would yep. be Philly, Dallas, and the Giants. It would be yep. Buffalo. The Jets are in second place in that division. They have the tiebreak, and then Miami. Yeah, I think that there's a better chance in the NFC East or the NFC than yes. in the AFC because you've got teams like the Chargers and the Bengals who are – like the Chargers are 5-3, and three, the Bengals are 5-4. and four. Those are teams that could certainly surpass that third team – in the AFC East. I mm -hmm. think obviously right now it looks better in the NFC East because you've got the Cowboys and Giants who are both six and two. I don't know that the Giants sustain that, you know, six and two pace. Uh, like I said, I think they come back down to earth a little bit. And if they do, maybe you get a team like the 49ers, but right now you've got the 49ers who are four and four and the Falcons who are four and five. Those are your next best teams in that conference. That's not very good. I think the Giants are probably better than both of them at this point. Yeah. Yeah, remember, seven teams get in, uh, four divisions, three wild cards. So it, it is kind of asking a lot to get two wild cards out of these two divisions each. Um, You're thinking about your answer to this question. I want to say yes, because that means that the Jets get in and that means that they really are going in the right direction. Because I think I'm with you. I think it's the Eagles, the the Cowboys and the Giants. I think they all get into the playoffs and the Jets schedule sets up that that they should win enough games. Yeah. You've got in front of you. Go ahead. No, I think. But I, I also think they're very obviously the Jets, Dolphins and Patriots, who I think are probably the those schedules are very similar because they're in the same division. But I think that the Dolphins and Patriots have the easier schedule, not by much in terms of them. I don't have the Chargers and Bengals schedule in front of me. Okay. But so um, I think I think if there's a team, uh, yeah, I, I still think that the Dolphins and Patriots have the easier schedule. You know, they. Uh, I think both of them have, the Jets have the Vikings on top of the Bills again, but all of them played the Bills again, so it's not like yep. that makes it any easier. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when the Jets have the Dolphins, like they all play one another, which makes it hard. Jets will come out of the bye week to play the Patriots at New England. Okay, mm -hmm. so not easy, but certainly winnable. Mm -hmm. 
the way the Jets play defense and, sure. and run. look after after they beat the Bills, they can beat anybody. Yeah, anybody. You can't say they're, they're can't say oh they're definitely not going to win that game. After no. that, they've got the Bears, they've got the Vikings, the Bills. They still have Detroit and Jacksonville on the schedule. Mm-hmm. One, but Vikings two, Bills is not three, easy. Four. I can get to four more wins that I feel really good about. That gets you to ten. That should be good enough to get you into the playoffs. Yeah, but it should maybe be. not. Maybe it not. Should be. But when okay. all those teams have 10. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, we had a coaching change this week. Frank Reich is out in Indianapolis. They move on to Jeff Saturday. Nobody saw this coming. No. He, is an, he was an ESPN analyst. Uh, nobody saw this coming. Is this too outside the box from Jim say the Colts owner? I love it. I think it's awesome. I love Jeff Saturday as an analyst. I think he just seems like a really cool guy. I love outside the box in the NFL because not enough teams do it. Um, RG3 tweeted that he loves this. He wants more of it in terms of guys getting chances earlier on. Um, Orlovsky loves it, I think. And maybe just because they love Jeff Saturday and they know him and they Uh want him to get a chance like this. But I enjoy being different. I like when teams think outside the box and are just different. If it doesn't work, oh, well. Frank Reich didn't work either. And, you know, there were plenty of coaches who didn't work before him. Not the end of the world. They're in a pretty bad situation. What's the worst that could happen? It doesn't work. Okay. I like it. uh, Yeah, I I do too. I think uh, players will respond to him. Um, He clearly, oh, he was an all-pro center. He has a mind for the game. Can he get Peyton Manning to be his offensive coordinator? That'd be pretty cool. Um, Here it is. Just Let's just boil it down. Yeah. The Colts need a quarterback. Mm -hmm. Yes, they need a competent coach. But everybody out there wants to just kill Frank Reich. They haven't had a quarterback. You can't go from Phillip Rivers, who knows it's the last year of his career, to Carson Wentz, who stinks, to Matt Ryan, who's no longer any good. They need a quarterback, period. And then we'll see what the coach can do. Jeff Saturday, I can't believe, is going to go into next year with Sam Ellinger as his starting quarterback and make the playoffs. So no. that, that to me, is the biggest issue in Indianapolis mm-hmm. is get a quarterback. But I, I like it here, too. I like it here, too. It's fun. And listen, maybe they draft a quarterback because they're not going to finish all that high. It's a loaded quarterback draft. Yep. Go draft a quarterback, and Sam Ellinger is your backup for however long. My thing is, who... When's the last, like, I, and I know there has probably been one, but who is the last significant head coach to come from an offensive line position? Okay. I'm just trying well, to wrap my brain of like anyone well, who jumps off the page. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. I'd have to go like, did Mike Tice play O-line in the NFL? He was an O-line coach. Tony Sperano was an O-line coach. Yep. Um, but they're, they're few question. and far between. They're few and far between. So that to me is why it's cool because it's different. You don't see that a lot. And I think sort of like when you hire MLB managers that were catchers, it almost feels like maybe this is a good idea and not to have it, you know, a a former quarterback, maybe a former offensive lineman is a good idea because they see the field. They see the offense a little differently. So I'm interested to see how this plays out. Okay. Uh, MLB free agency roulette coming up next here on Honorado and Company. Judge, DeGrom, Swanson, Bogarts, Turner. Are they going or are they staying? That's next. Happiness is found in simple things. The sun on your face. Sharing laughs. At the campground. Getting wet. 
relaxing together. The love of family. There's never been a better time to go outside and play. Alpenhouse Pool Spa Boat and RV. Bringing families together and creating memories since 1964. And now back to Honorado and Company. Brought to you by Alpenhouse. The Pick 6 Vodka NFL Pick'em still to come for Week 10. We'll show you how we're doing and how we think this week's games are going to go. But speaking of that, uh, go or stay? That is our next game here on Honorado and Company. Stay or leave? MLB free agency. There are some big names out there. Huge. Just on Thursday this morning, if you're watching us live, Justin Verlander opted out of his contract with the Houston Astros. Not a surprise. He officially now becomes a free agent. Some big, big names. Aaron Judge, does he stay or leave? We both say stay. I think that would surprise a lot of people, and namely Yankees fans, who are, I think, growing a little more. Not that anything could have been done already this early on in the offseason, but I think I think some people are growing more and more pessimistic by the day. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, once he didn't sign the contract last season, you kind of knew like this is going to get dragged out. It's not, you know what I mean? I'm not, I don't feel bad or worse than I did then about it. I think I was more upset when he didn't sign early on, but now whatever. I, I think he comes back. If he doesn't, he ends up on the West coast. It's as simple as that. Dodgers or giants. If he doesn't come back, giants. where's he go? Giants. I think the Dodgers, if he doesn't come back, okay. I think the Dodgers um, are ready to yeah. keep loading up. And we'll get to Trey Turner here in a second. That would mean this judge field. in, Turner out, bets right. back to the infield, which is interesting right. too. Yeah. The, I think the Giants are poised to make a lot of moves because I think they feel like they have to. They're in a division with the Dodgers, the Padres. Like yeah. they feel yeah. like they have to do something. And they've okay. kind of, people have been talking about the Giants making all these moves. I think they're ready to do it, whether it's Judge or Trey Turner or Dan. Mm-hmm. What it's going to be somebody. You're kind of selling me on the Giants here. DeGrom, stay or leave? We both say leave. Why and where? I don't know why I say it. I just think he's in a different situation. I'm not sure that – I don't know that the Mets look even close to what they look like this year at this time next year. Um, I think – listen – you would love it if it was the Braves. I don't know that the Braves need him as badly as maybe some other teams. For some reason, the Rangers are call- like, I feel like the Rangers have money to spend. They've already spent money on big contracts. They need starting pitching. Giants, maybe. If the Giants don't go get Aaron Judge, do they go get a starting pitcher like Jacob DeGrom? I say we because I don't think the Mets are really going to make him a competitive offer. Yeah. Well, I think I the Mets are ready. The kitchen sink at him to move on from him and you say i'd love it as a braves fan i would love it if it was two years sure yeah not he's five. he's going to get three though from somebody and he, he yeah. would have to choose atlanta he's 34 mm-hmm. when is the last time he started more than 25 games in a season I, I just i don't feel good about relying on him i'll take the shot that he's going to be healthy if it's a two-year deal we both say leave. Okay. Listen, I think Trey- you should be happy if he wants a three-year deal in Atlanta because if he's healthy, you'll get you should get a World Series somewhere in that window. Yeah. 
Trey Turner, Dodgers, he's going to get the biggest contract of any of the free agent shortstops. Ooh, and there are you four so? really good ones. I do. Yeah, hmm. I do. Okay. Um, I think he's the. I think, I think Dansby might get the biggest contract. No. What about Xander Bogarts? It, it, Turner, Correa, Bogarts, Swanson. I bet it's in that order. Mm, I bet it's in that Holy order, those four. Okay. Uh, I say stay because I say I said Judge was staying in New York. So I'm I'm going to yeah. keep Turner in L.A. I'm yeah. playing this, this puzzle, right, where if Judge stays, yep. then I think the Dodgers shift priorities and they say we've got to find a way to keep Trey. And, and then I think they do. Yeah, and this was the thing for me. It's all really once the first domino falls, then they're all going to fall after that. And for me, that's how it gets exciting because once the for, the first shortstop decides where he is going, yeah. the rest of it will probably happen very quickly, whether it's stay or go. Um, See, I, here's the thing. I think Correa is not on our board. I think Correa stays in Minnesota. I don't the, think he does. Oh, okay. For some okay. reason, well, and if I he doesn't, then then night. things stay really interesting because. To me, he'd be the first guy to decide what he's going to do. And then it doesn't yeah. change anything because he's yeah. staying. Um, for okay. me, something like a move to the Red Sox wouldn't surprise me for him. You got to fill you got to fill that Maybe. shortstop void. Maybe. That would be – I already did. we both say Bogart's leaving Boston. It would be fun for – yeah. What are, are, are the Yankees a player at shortstop if Judge doesn't stay? No, they have a prospect that they've been talking about for 7,000 years. I've never seen him play a Major League Baseball game. I know, but they're so high on him. I don't think they're going to spend – why spend the money when you have someone who you think is the next big thing at the position? It I, it doesn't make sense to me. Spend it otherwise. Spend it other places. Go get some starting pitching. Go get an outfielder. Uh, I say no. If you have – they haven't they haven't groomed prospects in a really long time. Judge, obviously, is, is a guy, but – if you have a prospect who you think can do the job, then let that guy give, give him a shot. And that's what they've been waiting for. That's why IKF was okay. just kind of a placeholder for Volpe to come in, give him his shot. And if he doesn't work, then you worry about the shortstop position later. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm worried about just, that. Just go get Judge. <laughs> uh, we both say Bogarts has gone from Boston. They, they will, you know, I don't know. Does, does story then take over? Is that the plan, or do they fill the gap? Is Trevor Story the guy? I, I don't. I don't know what they'll I mean, do exactly. That. I guess it could be. Yeah. Yeah, Swanson. We both have him staying in Atlanta. Look, it, it's going to get done. I have to believe. Nobody after Braves. Did you know Freddie Freeman? Yeah, I I get it, but they they tend to always get deals done earlier than everyone else. You saw them do it this year with got like. We heard about the Freddie Freeman situation. It got all jacked up. That was on his agent. There was a lot of things that went wrong there. The Braves would have kept Freddie Freeman. Yeah. End of story. I think they're going to keep Dansby Swanson. They they're loyal to sometimes. You know what's football. funny is players they they tend to always want to stay. Yeah. Oh, of course. And I don't do. know if that's this. Well, now Dansby Swanson's situation is different. This is his hometown team. Yeah. Okay? He is from Georgia. He and wants to be there. Freddie was from the West Coast, but Freddie wanted to stay. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's the city of Atlanta. I don't know if it's the organization. I have no idea. But players always tend to want to stay with the Braves, and they always tend to take a little bit less in order to stay. Now, my guess is Ronald Acuna is not going to be staying, but um, 
I think it gets done. Dansby wants to stay. The Braves yeah. want to keep him. They will find enough financial common ground to make this work. They yeah. have to, especially I, after yeah. Freddie last year. Just has to, it has to work. Yeah, and I think, listen, you're right. Dansby Swanson's situation is different, but I think it it starts at the top with a guy like Alex Anthopoulos and a guy like Brian Snicker. I think those two guys are just do things a little bit differently feels like a family. People seem to love Snit. They he's yeah. kind of like a father figure. He is he is a different manager than a lot of guys out there. So I think people enjoy it. But at the end of the day, nobody wants to leave their friends, sell their home, make new friends in a strange place like if you don't hate it there, of course you want to be back. I like when we can make it real life relatable. Yeah. All right, we're back right after this on Honorado and Company. Our guest this week, Matt Quatrero, the new Royals manager. He's getting his shot finally in the bigs to lead a major league dugout, the Bethlehem grad on Honorado and Company right after this. Teams. Athletes. Organizations. We're transforming the custom apparel industry through products and purpose. Claim your crown. At Marcello's Appliance Center, our commitment is to you, providing essential appliances that families depend on for cooking, refrigeration, cleaning, and sanitation, plus appliance repair. You can have peace of mind that Marcella's is here for you today and every day, like we have been since 1957, helping you make the right choice with trusted brands like Whirlpool, Maytag, KitchenAid, and many more. Shop Marcella's Appliance Center in-store, online, or by phone. We're here for you. And now back to Honorado and Company, brought to you by Alpenhouse. Back on Honorado and Company, Chris Honorado, Ashley Miller, and a Capital Region native now at the highest ranks in a Major League Baseball dugout, and that is as manager Matt Quatrero. I've messed it up in the past and said Quatraro. It's Quatrero, uh, Bethlehem high grad, um, and now the manager of the Kansas City Royals. Pretty darn cool. I wore my Bethlehem colors accidentally. There I didn't go. even think of it. I thought, oh, I'm not wearing Royals colors, but Bethlehem colors work just fine. Yeah, that'll work. All right, we've got the skipper with us here on Honorado and Company. Actually, my first question is, Matt, congratulations. Thank you for doing the show. I will ask a number of probably stupid questions just because that's where my brain goes with baseball. Does, do people walk around the facility and call you skipper? Is that a thing anymore? Skip? I don't know. I, I haven't been to the facility yet. I mean, a few, a few of the texts and phone calls, people will say that, but I, I, I hope not. I mean, uh, for the last whatever number of years in pro ball, everyone has just called me Q. So it's a lot easier. And when my wife was a teacher, she was Mrs. Q. And so it's just a lot easier that way. What did your wife teach? Well, when we lived up there, she taught at Shen as a middle school uh, special ed and reading teacher. Mm. Q is the perfect nickname. You don't gotta yeah. ha you don't have to have Skip. Q is awesome. We love it. All Matt, right. we're super we're super excited for you here in the Capital Region. I know people. Your name has been in circles for a long time now. We've heard it pop up for various coaching vacancies. What is it about Kansas City 
that you are most looking forward to? It, it's supposedly a really cool city to live in. Yeah, you know, I've only, you know, I've been there over the last several years as a visiting coach, and uh, it is. It's a nice area. Everyone that I've talked to says it's a great place to raise a family. There's a ton of former players that have never left, you know, and and I think that speaks volumes to to what kind of community it is. And it kind of has uh, a little bit of a more northern feel than, you know, obviously I'm living in Florida now, and that's a drastic difference from from upstate New York. And Kansas City feels a little bit more like what we're used to, seasons, and the, the houses are similar, that kind of thing. So, so far, that's my first impression. On my list of questions I wanted to ask you, you just kind of segued right into it by former players not moving out of the area. When you look at the Royals uniform, um, what player immediately comes to mind for you in that franchise's history? Well, George Brett. Yeah, yeah. he's he's number one, and he's still around. And I I, I don't know him. Um, I don't even know if I've ever met him, but I'm looking forward to meeting him. They say he's around a lot, and I'm sure we'll see him in the spring. Matt, what's the biggest challenge to turn, turning a franchise around? This is a, a team that won a World Series not all that long ago, yeah. but has really struggled since then. What is the biggest challenge? I, it's, it's hard to say that there's one thing. Um, you know, I think obviously everybody knows pitching wins and they have pitching talent. I think the biggest things that we've kind of identified in the in the interview process is depth because, you know, you, you see it, you know, I know up in in albany a lot of people are yankee fans and you know there's a household names on the on the team but it's when they're when they're winning there's they're utilizing a lot of their depth and that's that's what we've had success here in tampa and they're not all household names by any means but they're very quality major league players that can fill in when when the when things don't go well and some of them end up being more than fill-ins and and that's when you really get it rolling drafted by the rays in 96 out of odu um, you were with that organization for more than a handful of years. You then joined the coaching ranks in the minor leagues, um, but also at UAlbany, Matt, then to Cleveland and Tampa, where you currently are from third base coach to bench coach. I listened to your introductory press conference in Kansas City um, with the GM, J.J. Piccolo, and I, I smiled when you called yourself a bad player because I know some of that is tongue in cheek. You're obviously a very good player. You're in the ODU Hall of Fame. You were drafted. You have to be a very good player to make that those things happen. But when you do call yourself a bad player, I wonder why why are coaches more successful when they weren't a superstar? What goes into that? Well, I don't know if that's you know that that's a broad generalization. I mean, I think I've worked with some coaches that were really good major league players and when I say that I mean I, I was a very good college player you know and I was pretty good in the lower levels of the minor leagues but I was uh you know as you get to the upper levels it, it, there's a really big jump in the consistency and the quality of what these guys can do on a day in and day out basis against mm -hmm. other great players so that's kind of where that came from but um you know co you know I feel very fortunate to have been around great coaches from the time I was in little league to, to the time I've been in the major league. So I think in my case, it was just kind of soaking up all the information I could get and asking a lot of questions and listening to what all these people said, not only the coaches, but the players. Um, and I think the guys that realize that they're not the superstar players tend to seek that stuff out more um, because you just love the game and you want as much information as you can get. And that, that might be a reason for that.
Hmm. Uh, Coach, when you talk about the Royals, I think one of the first names that comes up is Bobby Witt Jr. because he's been a prospect that people have talked about for a very long time now. You are now going to start coaching players whose parents, in this case, are probably <laughs> who are probably in the league about when you would have been. Is that a weird thing for you? And how much are you looking forward to specifically coaching Bobby? Because it feels like his ceiling is so high. Yeah, the weird part. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, I don't know, maybe two or three years ago, the last person that I played against was still in the big league. So, um, like, that's kind of, that ship has sailed. I don't think about that too much anymore. I realize that I'm getting older and, um, or more experienced. Um yes. Uh, but as far as coaching Bobby, yeah, I actually worked with his uncle. His uncle was a scout uh, for us for a while here in Tampa. And so all those years ago, he would mention his nephew and those kinds of things. But, um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to anytime you get a chance to be around the best of the best and the, the super talented young players are really exciting. And from everything I've heard and my brief conversation with him, he, he's lived up to that billing. Q. You've had some close calls to getting this eventual call with Kansas City. I wonder, um, did you just feel like I'm knocking on the door, I'm going to kick it in one day? Or did it grow uh, increasingly frustrating when you you got so close with a number of different, a few different organizations and, and then you weren't their pick at the end of the day? Yeah, you know, they've, they've all been slightly different. And I've, I've had, this was my fourth year of going through these interviews with a various number of teams, but um a little bit of both you know you never know if you're going to get a chance in any off season you know so they the, the process works where the team's gm calls your gm and they have to ask for permission and our organization our gm eric neander he's unbelievably supportive of every staff member that gets an opportunity uh, regardless of the position so he's always been very supportive and helpful in the process but, you know, when they come and ask and you start talking to them, sometimes you're like, wow, this is going to be a great fit. Other times you're a little less so on it. Okay. Um, but really what I felt is once you get into the process, that competitiveness comes out and you're like, man, I, they got to pick me. You know, like that kind of thing. Like I, I, it's just that same competitiveness that we go through every night. Like you, you feel like you do a good job or you put your best foot forward. And then, yeah, it is disappointing when you don't get them. But I think ultimately – what it comes down to is I think this opportunity was the best one for me of all the ones I've had. Um, and the big difference is they're the ones that offered it to me. So uh, you can't have the jobs that you aren't offered. And I think in the long run, it worked out. I think the most important question we have to answer here, you're going to live in Kansas city. Number one, do you like barbecue? And number two, <laughs> if the answer is not yes, I I think you're in trouble. If it is, though, what is on your plate if you're building a barbecue dinner? You know, what? I got a lot of work to do to educate myself because if I, I was scared to death, they, I did a radio interview out there the other day and they were grilling me on it. And I I'm super naive. You know, I've had it, but, you know, it's just it's something I got to do some research on before I offend anybody. OK. All right. Yeah. Um, last thing from me, Matt, it's very broad in general. People in the Capital Region are going to get the Major League Baseball pass on whatever streaming service or cable network they use so they can watch Royals games and watch you in the dark. How would you characterize your managerial style? It's a very broad question, I know, and there's a lot that goes into that. But just generally, what kind of team and approach to every single game 
do you feel you have? Yeah, I mean, if I'm if I'm just a fan and have a blank slate, I mean, I like an aggressive style on offense. You know, guys that can run the bases and play great defense. And like I said, pitching is a is the yeah. the number one thing. But you know, I think more so than anything, you can't really say what your style or you know your what you're going to do until the team is actually compiled because you have to work within your strengths. And you know, there, it's early in the off season. I know there's going to be a lot of moves and and acquisitions throughout the year. And I think, you know, the best, the best teams are always the ones that put their guys in the positions that they can succeed due to their strengths. So that that's what I'm really going to hope to do. You like to run, you like to, you know, I, I guess it's old school baseball a little bit. And we've saw that excitingly enough, we saw that come back a little more this year yeah. than we saw maybe in the past few years. I think steel rates were up bunting, you know, just manufacturing runs a little bit more. Do the rule changes going into next year change any of that or take away from any of that at all, do you think? I think they would do the opposite. I think they would promote it, the bigger bases, the mm -hmm. uh, the pitch clock. You know, I have not yep. experienced the pitch clock, but I talking to our AAA staff, you know, there was a lot of strategy went into that this year in the minor leagues as far as, you know, you can only pick over so many times, yeah. and that that incentivized the runners to get – a little more aggressive. And so I think you'll probably see more of it, you know, I, I, again, within the parameters of your team yep. um, and, you know, who knows what the shift, the change of that stuff, you know, <laughs> I, that'll be a whole nother uh, Avenue that we have to explore and where the best position guys, but you should hope if more balls are put in play, you should in theory, see more hits because there won't be as many guys on the same side of the field. We need all of that as much of it as, as we can get. Um, yes. I'm 40, Matt. I grew up watching and loving baseball in the 90s where it felt like guys weren't always swinging for the fences, aggression on the base paths, good defense. Um, and so I'm, I'm looking forward to a little bit of a throwback in, in some of those ways. Uh, Ash, you have a final word? No, I'm good. Just congratulations. Everyone here in the 518 right. is super excited. Well, I'll wear a little bit more of my Bethlehem orange. You know, I'm a Syracuse fan graduate. So my Bethlehem orange is Syracuse orange, but it all counts the same. <laughs> yeah, it all counts. All right. Q, thank you, man. Congratulations. All right. Thank you. Have a great day. Thanks so much. You too. Happiness is found in simple things. The sun on your face. Sharing laughs. At the campground getting wet, relaxing together, the love of family. There's never been a better time to go outside and play. Alpenhouse Pool Spa Boat and RV, bringing families together and creating memories since 1964. The pack is back. The Albany Firewolves professional indoor lacrosse team returns to the Capital Region and MVP Arena this December. Get your tickets now for our season home opener when we take on UAlbany lacrosse legend Connor Fields and the Rochester Nighthawks on Saturday, December 17th at 7 p.m. Season tickets, flex plans, family packs, and game tickets are on sale now at albanyfirewolves.com. Join the pack! And now back to Honorado and Company, brought to you by Alpenhouse. Good stuff from Q, as we like to call him now. And I've got a guest in studio. This, I think, this is first in studio guest. Ash, it is right. Got to be first in studio I mean, guest. Yes, yes. 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 Y
And yeah, to right, do picks. Was, we, yeah. yeah, yeah, right. Jimmy was here. Jimmy Miller from Nice Scoba was, was here and has helped us get some of the great guests that we've had on this show, Michael Ray being one of them. Um, and now he's here as our NFL guest picker. Expert. Expert. Okay. Oh. Forget it. Not guest right. picker. Just straight right. up expert. You go with that? Come on. You got to stay with the <laughs> we're about to be. We're about to be schooled here. Exactly. Uh, hey. I don't know about that. I don't have any locks. Miller and Miller. Let's get things. Well, once you see our records, you will. Yeah, the pick six NFL vodka pick them right now. And now your weekly NFL pick them, presented by Pick Six Vodka. Shout out to Holly and Serge and Adam and the great team up at Saratoga Courage Distillery for uh, being part of this each and every single week. Uh, Ash, how are we doing? Not so. This is back to back uh, one and fives for me, which will tell you I was doing pretty well because I would. I'm two and ten the last two weeks, and now I'm at five hundred. But it has been tough sledding. Twenty five and seventeen, you would have been. Yeah. Listen, I'm I'm still 12 games under 500, so just wow. relax. You guys are really bad. <laughs> the three three go. is a good week for me, Jimmy. That's when you know. And three <laughs> and three doesn't get me anywhere. Get any of those uh, oh, no. NFL shows, Jimmy the Greek. No. We are not. Uh, what's, what's... Listen, Jimmy, the Bills have killed me. I'm not picking them ever again. Yeah, what's Jimmy? I, I agree. I was just down at the Jets game uh, Sunday, and I could have sworn they were going to cover and blow them out. And I don't know. I mean, it was a horrible game. Even when right, they so win, they Jimmy up against here? Jimmy is up against Andy Heck, Nick Madalone, Jeff Vukulik, the novice crew. Jimmy, nobody's been better than 500 this year from our local business partners. So Get her done. You, you just have to go four and two to have bragging rights there. Jody and Chris from um, High Five Sports are one of our local nonprofits that's gotcha. played along this week. So Andy, Nick, Jeff. And Nick and Garrett at Novice, you just got to beat them. You, you can do better. What kind of prize do I get out of that? Well, you will get a prize. Your prize is uh, contributing to the donation we make to the local <laughs> no. nonprofit. All right. Well, Chris, you, know you get dinner on us. We've discussed this. It's That's always, true. hey, listen, it's always good for a good cause. Ash did say, look, the deal dinner is on us. The, the, the sponsor that does the best, Ash, oh, okay. Ash will buy dinner. Do I get to pick the location? Pick the location. I, don't break, I don't want to break the bank yeah. on you guys. No, you, you, can, you can pick the All location. Right. All right, here we go. I don't know if the graphic would still work with three people, but it does. Ash and I will go first. Jimmy, we'll throw your picks up after this. We're both on Seattle this game in Germany. Uh, boy, the Seahawks are a lot better than anybody thought they'd be, and we like them to cover here. Yeah, um, my one hesitation, listen, everybody's going to London, but you're going from Seattle to London. This is like a nine-hour time difference, 10-hour time difference, which is kind of crazy. But the Seahawks have been the one team that hasn't let me down this year, so I'm going to keep on picking them. Okay. And the stink. Uh, yeah, well, I don't know if they – I don't know. Yeah, I don't they're, think they're great, but they had one drive last week that makes all of a sudden it look like they might save the season. I've been on Houston all year to cover, not to win games, but to cover. I think they keep it close at MetLife against the Giants. Yeah, I don't think – I don't disagree. I just, I'm going with the Giants. They've also not let me down too often this year, and I think they win hopefully by a touchdown. All right, let's let's all come to an agreement on this game. Okay, the number opened at 7.5, Buffalo. Then it moved to six and a half. 
Now it's down to three and a half. Vegas, like the rest of us, trying to figure out if Josh Allen's going yeah. to play this game. Right. Do we want to work off the three and a half number as it's current on a Thursday morning? What do you want to do here? I'm 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 good either way, and we can change picks. It's just based on speculation, though, right? Because I, I actually watched McDermott's uh, press conference yesterday, and he's day to day, so there's nothing. Right. And we may not know until he right. may be a game time decision. Yeah. yeah. So three, we, three and a half obviously works better if you're picking the Bills. Yeah. Right. Ash, what do you want to do here? I'll stick with my pick. I don't care. I, like I said, the Bills have let me down, so I'm done picking them for now. Okay. So but this is. You can put the points wherever you want. I'm not changing. This is less than, let's stick with the six and a half that we're playing off. Okay. This is less than a touchdown still. I still like Buffalo. Keenum, Diggs, revenge game is how I'll peg it if Allen <laughs> doesn't play. How about that? Okay. okay. Perfect. And you're on Minnesota because. Yeah. I still am not. I'm not a believer in Minnesota, but they've continued to kill me all year. So. Yeah. Uh, we both like the Cowboys here. I will never, ever, I don't care what you could put Dallas at minus 24 and a half, and I'm taking the I am not touching Green Bay the rest of this season. They are awful. It's pathetic. I'm on Dallas. Yeah, except they covered against the Bills. <laughs> Good point. By a half a point. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're not giving them a chance to win. Are you giving Green Bay a chance to win? No, you got Dallas. No. no. Okay. Uh, we both like Miami, too. We've said earlier on the show how much we like Miami going forward this season. Uh, we're on the Dolphins to cover the four and a half against Cleveland with Jacoby Brissett still. And then the Niners and the Chargers. This is the Sunday Nighter on News show. Channel 13. I like San Francisco at home here. They're getting healthy. I think they're really good. McCaffrey's a factor. Give me the Niners at home. Yeah, I had a tough time picking this one, but I went with the Chargers. They're five and three. I think they're... I'm not sure what Chargers team you're going to get every week, but I like them, so I picked them. All right, Jimmy. Here are your picks, buddy. You're, you're the only one on Tampa. You're the only Interesting. I think Tom Brady's getting past the divorce. I think that last drive last week is going to spur him on. And actually, actually, that's exactly what I thought about this morning, Seattle flying all the way across country. I mean, oh, yeah. it's a couple more hours than flying from Tampa, but – Tampa's defense is really good, and I'm still I'm not sold on Geno Smith and Seattle yet. So, and, and Tampa's defense is really good. So, I, I have I have a feeling they're going to cover. I, they're going to win the game. Why the Giants? Giants because Houston's defense terrible. Their run defense is the worst in the NFL. No. I think Barkley's going to have a huge game. I think they're trending upwards. You're talking about the worst team in in the NFL. The Giants should easily cover. Probably win by fourteen. Now Buffalo, does the number change? Does the number change your pick at all? If it's six it and definitely a half or three does, and a half? which I mentioned to you before we yep. came on air. I mean, obviously Allen, he's had two subpar games. I feel if he's able to play, he's going to have a, a really big game. He needs to come back and have a game, a good game, just to prove himself. Plus, there's factors there. Dolphins are six and three. Jets are six and three. Yeah, they're right. looking to get home field advantage all the way through the playoffs. So I think it's really, really important. I don't know if Keenum plays whether you win that game. Plus, also I think. Matt Milano is a key to their mm -hmm. defense, mm -hmm. so they really need him there. Okay. Um, all right, you're going to stick with Only guy on the Packers. I'm staying staying with okay. the Bills. And you're on the pack. Jimmy. I'm on the pack. I think Aaron Rodgers is a Hall of Fame quarterback. You know, he's had a, a subpar year. I, I think we mentioned, like, either eight consecutive games without throwing for 300 yeah. yards. I've never been a Dallas fan. <laughs> um, they haven't scored a lot of points so far this year, and they're, you know, they're passing offense – so, so I have a feeling the pack is going to actually win this game. Wow. It's in Green Bay. They have to. They they really have to have any any chance of making the wild card. Uh, we all like, 
Yeah, we all like Miami, and then you like the Niners like me. How come? Uh, McCaffrey, I think, yeah. has got a better, you know, idea of the uh, of the offense. Um, I do, and I think the Chargers, uh, uh, their quarterback has had Herbert. four. Yeah, Herbert's. Yeah. I think it's like four or five games in a row where he's been under two hundred yards, and they can't run the ball. Mm-hmm. They're five and three in their point differential. They've allowed more points than they've scored. Yeah. So I, I really, and I think the 49ers are, you know, with McCaffrey there, as long as he's healthy and Garoppolo has a good game, I think they're going to win. Yep. Okay. Um, thank you, man, for everything also, you do. The Dolphins are a minus point differential. I'm a, so, see, I, I got my Dolphins colors on. I'm a Dolphins fan. I, minus they, 11, Their defense. Now, do one thing about Cleveland is they can, they run the ball very well. Yeah. And the Dolphins defense was horrible. Their secondary is depleted. I just think Tua with Hill and Waddle are very unstoppable. I think they have made him the quarterback he is this year. So I just think they outscore them. Yeah, I like the Dolphins too. I was just saying, it's it's funny how sometimes point differential, you win one game big or you lose one game big and that kind of sets you up for, it's, it can oh, be Oh, sure, sure. Now. Yeah, absolutely. Jimmy, thanks for the support on the show, man. You do great stuff, obviously, with Nice Scoba. He, this is the man behind Concert on the Course every single summer as well, bringing great country music acts to the Capital Region. Uh, this was fun. In studio. In studio. Yeah, I always like that. Listen, that Zoom stuff for me is, is worth it. <laughs> I'd rather be in the studio. Come on. How long have I been doing this with when I was with the, the police department? No doubt, I'd rather man. be with you guys than trying to do it through a computer. All right. Four and two puts you in line for and dinner on Ash. So, I'm gonna try and go five and one. Why not? That that might be you know. Then then you're untouchable. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Then you're so yeah. All right, we're back right after this with our uh, weekly Firewolf segment. Follow the pack on Honorado and Company. You've heard of unsung heroes. The men and women of Nyscoba are the unseen heroes. For the past year, you've learned about our many charitable endeavors. Now it is my privilege to share with you the work performed by our members the 20,000 state correction and law enforcement officers shielded from view. They work in difficult and dangerous conditions and are an extension of the police who protect our neighborhoods. NYSCOBA honors New York's police and firefighters and salutes its own members who help deliver a peaceful night's sleep. Fire, water, smoke, mold, and sewage cleanup. Reconstructing your home after a disaster can be both stressful and demanding. KPM Restoration will work quickly to restore your home. We'll help provide complete damage restoration to your property. My problem was that uh, I was traveling. There was a leak in my basement. We called KPM. They came in at 9 o'clock at night and were there till 2 o'clock in the morning until the problem was solved. KPM Restoration. We'll get you back to normal. And now back to Honorado and Company. Brought to you by Alpenhouse. Marcel is a novice in KPM restoration and performance industrial. That dirty, difficult, done segment still to come here on Honorado and Company. But Ash, it is time to do what we do each and every single week here. And that is to follow the pack with the Albany Firewolves that season not too far off now as uh, we get ready for the season opener in early December, the home mm-hmm. opener coming in the middle of the month. And each and every single week here, we have a new guest with the Albany Firewolves. And this week, we welcome in Connor Kelly, who signed as a forward to this squad in the offseason. A, a lot of new names, a lot of new faces some changing parts. And Connor Kelly joins the show now. Connor, man, thanks for hanging out with us. It's 
Chris Honorado and Ashley Miller. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Hey, welcome to Albany. First of all, um, what was training camp like for you? I, I know teams and players change a lot in the NLL, so it's not super surprising, but a ton of changes on this Albany team. What drew you to this team and what was camp like for you? Uh, camp's going great. So we got two weeks, uh, weekends under our belt, one in Albany, got to see the arena, uh, beautiful area. I know it well. I'm from Connecticut, two and a half hour drive. Um, I've kind of been all over the map. I was with San Diego, played for New York and Nassau, went down to Fort Worth, tried out there. So it's nice to be relatively near uh, where I grew up. Uh, I know my family and friends are excited about that. Uh, and I'm excited to join the franchise that that moved here from New England, originally mm -hmm. Connecticut, now in Albany. Uh, we got a great group. I mean, the coaching staff has been tremendous, just accepting and kind of willing to do whatever it is for us to be successful. So I'm excited about the future. Uh, you know, I was going to ask you, just really kind of answer to that there in part, but if there's something you want to add on, go for it. What was it as a free agent? What was it about this team, the area that made you say, yeah, I, I want to play there? You you had options, obviously. What, what pulled you here? Uh, I think they just were a team that was adamant about uh, getting me on their squad. And I think for me, going through recruiting, I do a lot of coaching and work with kids. You want to be uh, somewhere that you're wanted and they're willing to work with you. And this was a coaching staff and an ownership group uh, that was willing to have my back. So I'm excited to be with them. Connor, this was a team that the defense and obviously goalie Doug Jamison carried for much of last year. And at times, the, it was the offense that struggled. Um, they lose a guy like Joe Reseteritz and kind of underwent this total rebuild. And I think most of the change will come on the offensive side of the ball. What do you think this offense will look like based on the guys that you have in that room? Uh, it will definitely be different. Uh, Resi is one of the best uh, in the league. I mean, a fellow American. And I kind of speaks to this team now. We're kind of having a few Americans and some teammates that I have that I have in the outdoor league in the PLL with Ethan Walker, Kieran McCardle, Charlie Kitchen. So we got some chemistry. And I think what we have is a lot of athleticism. We got some big bodies. And now, uh, like most teams, it's which team can click right away. And uh, I know it's going to be a process, but we got the guys to do it. Obviously, there's such a difference between the outdoor game and the indoor game. How does the chemistry from outside translate to inside? Uh, it definitely translates. I, I, when people ask, like, what's the difference? Hey, it's a physical game. You're in tight windows. But, it, again, it's lacrosse. It's the game of the, uh, with the stick in our hands, moving the ball, playing with your head up, uh, and just knowing uh, guys' strengths and having guys you've worked with. I understand how they play and what they're looking for. So that's going to be huge for us. Uh, I think that's going to help us jump out the gate. I think we've had a great training camp just because of that. Connor, you were drafted to the NLL in 2018. This will be year three for you, right? Correct, yes. Okay, now 19 games, 24 goals, 32 assists. Those are numbers that this team needs. Mm -hmm. Can you give us a scout on your own playing style, specifically when it comes to the indoor game? Because I feel like those two answers for indoor and outdoor could be a little bit different. Absolutely. Um, I like to bring my strengths from the outdoor to the indoor game. I mean, it's been three years. So in terms of scouting myself, I believe I'm a completely different player than I was uh, before watching the game, uh, playing a little bit more, learning from other players. Uh, so I think I, I focus on my shot, being able to swing the ball, uh, using my feet, getting underneath and over 
Uh, but at the end of the day, I got to be willing to play inside. And that's a part of my game I've been working on is being physical and working on the inside. Uh, so I like to think, think I'm multifaceted, but I'm, I'm working towards being the best player I can be. From Connecticut to Maryland, you heard the couple of stops he mentioned in between and now to Albany with this Firewolves franchise. Connor, uh, thanks for doing the show. Ash, final word. Ashley is, is your sideline reporter with this franchise, so you'll get to know her really well. Yeah, I'll, I'll see a lot of you, Connor. Um, I just know that you, Albany, hated seeing your Maryland teams yeah. for good reason. You guys were uh, you guys were fun to watch, but not fun for some of our teams locally to play against. No. So fans here in the Capital Region will be happy to have you on their team and not playing against you. I appreciate that. We had some good battles, some good games. I mean, credit to Albany. They've had, done an amazing job with uh, Coach Marr. Uh, so I, I, I'm a fan of Albany. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Connor, thanks, it's good Connor. to have you, man. Yeah. Thanks for jumping on the show. I know we'll, uh, we'll talk again soon for sure. Awesome. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on. Connor Kelly, the, one of the newest members anyway, yep. of the Albany Firewolves and, um, yeah, heck of a college career. And now yeah. in the NLL, but he plays PLL as well. These guys are so, you know, I, I know he was like, yeah, it's the same sport, but it's, it's, it's very not, different. I mean, yeah. It's very different. It's got to feel a little left brain, right brain at times mm-hmm. uh, when they move from outdoors. Yeah, I'm not sure what you could compare it to. Like us doing, you know, some. Yeah. It's it's just different. It's a little different. Yeah. All right, let's do something different now with Performance Industrials. Dirty, difficult, done. And now, dirty, difficult, and done. Presented by Performance Industrial. Bill Miller, Karen Miller, their incredible team at Performance Industrial in South Glens Falls and in Albany, um, HVAC, kitchen remodeling. And they just on top of that, I mean, look, they're part of the show here because we become friendly with them. They do so much good in the community. And that is where you don't see advertising dollars with them. They put their money into a lot of the good causes that that happen around the 518. So we're fortunate to have them as part of the show here each and every single week on Honorado and Company. All right, Ash, you know how this goes. You're up first. All right. So my dirty, difficult, done. Breaking up is hard to do, like the song says. Like everybody says, breaking up is hard to do. This this breakup has been excruciating because they just won't stop talking about one another. (laughs) Like Pete Carroll, and I know he didn't say his name, Pete Carroll, get Russell's name out of your mouth and vice versa. Nobody cares about your time in in Seattle. Nobody cares. Like, let's just be done with it. I wish Pete Carroll would shut up because he's got a 6-3 and three Seattle team that right. is leading Good. the division, surprisingly. Good. He could be coach of the year. Gino could be like a comeback player of the year. This team is doing just fine. Why always the need to, like, just kind of eat, eat, at Russ by saying, oh, yeah, well, thank God Gino wears a wristband because that's been a problem in the past. We haven't wanted to do that in the past. Well, the past is Russell Wilson. Everybody knows it. Ten, mm-hmm. The last 10 years, Russell Wilson has played for that franchise. Didn't want to wear a wristband. Okay, we get it. But then Russell Wilson comes back and says, well, guess what? We won a lot of games with me not wearing a wristband. And he's right. He's right. And you know what? They would have won one more Super Bowl if Pete Carroll didn't make a horrific play call at the goal line. Yeah, we're going to blame Daryl Bevel for that, right? Okay. I mean, that, Either that, way. that play call, you know, you can't let it happen. the head coach could ultimately try to yeah. stop it before it got to the huddle. But I'm with you. I, I just, just what makes me crazy 
is when people leave a situation and continue to talk about that situation. If you're not going to voice your issues and concerns at the time you're employed or or working with that, I don't want to hear about it after the fact. But Pete didn't leave the situation. He, you know, it's it's different, but it's just like just leave it alone. Let, no, just, but yeah, it, it's it over. It's it's yeah, over. Let right? it be. But this is what happens when you get two egos mm -hmm. and they both have sizable egos. Yep. You know, it, it, it can get a little ugly. All right. I'm asking a question this week with my dirty, difficult I like gun. It. I don't know if that's within the rules of this or not. Sure, we don't have but rules. which late 30s player is more done? Is it 38-year-old Aaron Rodgers or 37-year-old LeBron James? This feels so dirty to even ask, honestly. It's a little yeah. bit of a dirty question. These guys are Hall of Famers. They're, they're two of the best who have ever done it at the positions they play and the sports they play. Yep. LeBron is now going to be sidelined for a little bit with a groin injury after he leaves Wednesday night's game in LA. They're bad. They're two and nine. The Packers stink. Yeah. They're three and six. Yep. Neither. Is That's that a fair answer? Neither. Neither's done. I still yeah. think, and mm -hmm. I've watched a lot of Rodgers this year where it looks like the arm strength isn't there. And I either believe his arm is shot. He's old or he's injured. And maybe it's the thumb. Maybe it's still the thumb. I have no idea, but I think, that he has a little more left in the tank for next year, and then maybe he's done. And LeBron is a guy I've learned to stop counting out the yeah. way I used to with people like Brady. I'm going to say neither's done. I'm holding out for a little bit of hope here that both of these guys for another year or two will perform at a high level. Yeah, I agree with you. Neither one is done. If I had to pick, I'm going to say Rodgers, only because I'm not talking about the individual. I'm talking about the team around him. It is much easier to fix an NBA team quickly than it is to fix an NFL team quickly. Just not going to happen. But, oh, by the way, LeBron James, Lee, I know they're a bad team. He's leading the Lakers in scoring. He's scoring 25 points a game, seven assists yeah. a game. This is not a, a guy who's playing bad basketball. He's surrounded by a bad team. Part of that is his fault. I get it. But he is not, he is not a, a version of himself that you think, oh, God, that guy needs to retire. He's doing just fine. Obviously, injuries are going to come more often when you get old. But I think if I had to pick one, I say it's Aaron Rodgers. Next calling him a little brick. Oh boy. I mean by the way, is this is this real? Is this I guess I guess. Yeah. I well, it. local local spammer. I I'm I'm sorry. It, I didn't see a picture and then I see Facebook user. <laughs> I just kind of assumed, you know, they're I I don't know. Our apologies. That's that's what happens when you assume, as they say. Don't I do know, it, kids. Don't do it. It's hard not to assume something like that. We get a lot of weird stuff that people don't see in the background from Facebook user that's yeah. obscene and gross. Yeah. Okay. Hey, have a great weekend, everybody. It's going to get cold. Oh. And thank you to all the veterans out there.